I think we're live now. Welcome, Johnny. You are my guinea pig. You are the first. Uh, with me is uh, Johnny Harris. How about introducing yourself? Hi. Uh, yeah, my name's uh, Johnny Harris. I'm from London, England, and I work for XWP. Over the last year, I've been focusing on the WordPress core performance project, but I've been contributing to WordPress for nearly 10 years at this point. So a lot I've contributed to a lot of things over my over my time. My main focuses have been the REST API, multi-site, a lot of performance stuff under the hood, and some other features that are not performance related, like um, full screen of death, uh, white screen of death protection, and um, yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff over the years. Um, I got into WordPress. So how I got into WordPress, WordPress core contributing is all related to performance, actually. So okay. um, so you started good. You started on the right foot. Yeah. So a uh, little, little backstory on me. Uh, I've been using WordPress since I was 15. So uh, how many years is that? Too many years at this point. Um, so something like 16 or 17 years I've been using WordPress. And I started as a blogger. I loved making blogs and stuff like that. And I eventually turned it into my career. Worked for a couple of years for an agency. And then I joined Time Inc. So at the time, Time Inc. was the largest magazine publisher in the UK. Yeah. Like yeah. massive, a massive amounts of traffic. And went from you know, relatively small blogs to like the biggest blogs in the country, you know, millions yeah. and millions of requests. And my in, my imposter syndrome kicked in massively at that point because I, you know, I thought I was Mine would uh, the hot dog with WordPress when using it for like, you know, six, seven years at that point was really good at it and just massively out of my death. Didn't, didn't know what object caching was, didn't know what uh, CDNs were, knew nothing um, and felt so inferior that I just spent, weeks and months just researching and getting myself up to speed and becoming obsessed about work about performance and doing things at scale yeah and um you know one of the tools that i used very heavily was a tool called new relic which is a tool that allows you to, to plot the performance of, of your site yep and you have a certain amount in the graphs for how much php processing there is and how much database and how much uh, mem you know object hashing was being used i become obsessed with those graphs and because uh, we were self, we weren't we weren't in sort of pro pro level hosting. We were hosting ourselves in AWS. Had the ops yeah. team continually nagging me, saying, "What you know? Why are we doing so many database requests? Why you know? Why is an object cache being used effectively?" And I just spent days and months researching through these things, finding these these little nitpicky problems and things that weren't cached properly. I yeah. created this massive backlog of tickets, and I was getting really frustrated that none of them were getting any of the attention. You know, when you contribute to WordPress straight away, you feel you, like you turned, oh God, you turned you know, your problems straight into track tickets on uh, on WordPress.org. Yeah, yeah, because I I thought like you know you know I thought you know I, you know, I found these you know, I spent ages researching these things. I'm going to get going to get tons of headway, and people are going to be you know really enthusiastic about this. But I didn't really get a lot of stuff, so I started attending that. Yeah, a lot of the issues we originally I found um, were multi-site related, and that's why I had started contributing to multi-site. There's so many places where things weren't cached and loading things unnecessarily and doing weird and wonderful things. Um, I started contributing to stuff. I had uh, Felix, who you may know as well, also yep. started contributing at the same time. There's, there was Felix a heavy Hans. theme around multi-site. Yeah, absolute legend. Love that guy. And we started contributing at the same time when we were both so so um, enthusiastic about WordPress performance. And over the course of probably two or three years, we sort of low-key rewrote most of multi-site to use caching. I've, I've use, seen it. Uh, we, we, we introduced um, two very important classes, WP Site Query and WP Network Query. Those are very heavily cached, and it allows you, you know, rewrite all the places where database stuff. We also rewrite wrote basic CRUD functions, so, you know, very basic functions like WP insert site, you know, things that you just expect to exist didn't exist in multi-site because multi-site is a weird and wonderful thing that was kind of a hack mm -hmm. that started to end up in core. So, yeah, that's my, my performance journey. And well, now when, that when, XWP what year was is this? 2013 was my, my first uh, contribution that made it into core. Um, yeah. But I've been in the WordPress space since 2009. Um, and the, yeah, the uh, multi-site multi improvements were in? 2014. 
um, yeah. were all, all, all the work we were doing around that. Uh, and that went, went on for a couple of years until, unfortunately, Gutenberg came along and the focus moved away from multi-site and other parts of Core and Matt said we need to focus on other things. But I have got other stuff into Core. Um, one of the things we work, me and Felix worked on was lazy loading images, which is very related to performance. So yep. for those that don't know, it's adding a, a little attribute to image tag, all the image tags that load on the page. And it means that images that are lower down on the page don't actually download until you start scrolling down to them, which has massive effects on, on performance, uh, the amount of uh, you know uh, network resources you, you use. And you know, you've got to remember that not everyone's on these crazy fast connections or on five, four or 5G, you know, we want to make the web as accessible as possible to people in the developing world and people, you know, with you know, uh, poor internet connections. And that lazy loading yeah. attribute was, was a relatively small piece of work, but it would have a massive effect on on people, I mean, in, in, uh, especially know, considering mobile. Yeah, I mean, just, I, just mobile connections, which there are a lot of. Uh, yeah, I, I spent um, six months traveling around Brazil, and massive parts of that only had two G connections, and just trying to two G, two, yeah, two, wow. not three, two. Yeah, so yeah. was were basic was really struggling to even. I remember trying to look on BBC News homepage, which is a very well optimized page, but just mm -hmm. yeah, none of the images were downloading. I was just getting the text from that. Um, so wow. that was a real eye opening experience to me that not everyone has these super fast internet connections and these these little kilobytes of things that are downloaded that don't need to be downloaded those really matter in those situations yep. and in a lot of cases you know even if you do have a fast connection you might be paying exorbitant fees to download that so you know yep. the price of the the data might be incredibly expensive so you know connection might be fast but it might be costing them you know dollars per megabyte so yep. this pointless stuff that's downloading it really does does matter here but so I've, I've been contributing for that long, and my my, my major performance in uh, stuff that I've been doing over the last year has been around. So Google and Yoast uh, proposed this idea of a performance team. I was so excited for that. Felix is in it as well, so it's my old old yep. uh, chum. And um, I work for XWP, and XWP one one of XWP uh, core values is performance. So yep. it's a lot of performance reviews and you know helping clients go on a performance journey. So it's made total sense. You know, I'm working for XWP. There's this performance project we we pitched in, and we've been we've been one of the major contributors for that performance project over the last year. And I'm really proud that we I, that we didn't start it, but we are like the cheerleaders and the, the running the band and getting things merged into core. Yeah, and it's noticed. I mean, um, I've I've known you. Uh, I think we saw each other the first time, probably either WorkCamp Edinburgh or WorkCamp London somewhere. Yeah, around long, long time, long time. 14, 15, 16, yeah, a long time ago. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've, I've, I've seen the work that the performance team uh, has been doing. And um, I, I like what Gutenberg is doing for the project as a whole. Uh, I like how the the so I was a little little hesitant about the the full site editing component for a long while, uh, but I've actually uh, built uh, about half a dozen sites now with it. So once you start to learn that, I I can appreciate the project as it started called uh, Gutenberg. I, I can appreciate it a little bit more. Uh, but as you say. Um, the the focus of of the performance team is for me still the most exciting project within WordPress. Uh, yeah. Why? Uh, well, for the similar reasons as as you mentioned. So I, I didn't work for a huge company, but I had some clients that had huge sites or huge spikes at certain times, unpredictable, uh, difficult to cache, uh, all the, the all the stuff that you. Uh, you don't want to see happening during such a rush. Uh, they would happen and you would have to figure them out. So understanding all the various layers of where you can cache and what you can cache. So basically understanding the internet, the server and the application because all layers have, have, have uh, some way to optimize. Um, sounds very, very similar to, uh, to uh, 
you know, your story sounds very similar to mine in terms of learning and understanding and then uh, wanting to improve um, all the things, because let's, let's be honest, there's a lot of things that, uh, that can still be improved. So you mentioned uh, Gutenberg as well. Um, out of curiosity, uh, from a performance standpoint, is, is the web performance core team working on that at all or sort of side-eyeing it or how, how does that go? Um, yeah, so uh, for full transparency, I'm a WordPress core committer. I'm also a, a Gutenberg core committer as well. Okay. Um, I don't really sort of sing and, sing and dance about the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm Gutenberg. I think WordPress and Gutenberg are the same thing, and I don't like there's yeah. a, I don't like any divide between the two. Um, yeah, I mean, so one of, the, one of the things I've been doing has been using profiling tools to analyze the performance of, of code. One of the, my key passions at the moment is, is making sure that full site editing is as performant as, as regular sites. Um, full transparency. I've 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 shared uh, data publicly that full site editing sites are you know multitude slower, so two or three times slower. Mm -hmm. so an average page load on, on a classic theme, if that's the terminology we're using now, is yeah. around you know two hundred yeah, classic classic two hundred are also still there. Yeah, uh, um, two hundred milliseconds. We're looking at more like seven hundred, or in some cases one point one seconds. Wow. So they are significantly slower. Um, and, you know, if, if we're trying to push people down this route of force editing, which, like you, I'm I'm on board with as well from a general standpoint. Like, I like that everything's blocks now and you can build one block and it can be everywhere. That that's, you know, that yeah. makes reusing code massively useful. Mm -hmm. um, but the performance isn't there at the moment, unfortunately. And, you know, it's partly because the entire page is completely configurable in the CMS. So, so you've got to imagine. Yeah, uh, go for it. Let, let, let's let's uh, break it up into. So, when you say performance, uh, are we talking purely front end or are we talking also in the editor? Um, I'm I'm talking like when it renders to front-end users, like right, the, right, the, yeah. the time it takes a server to render the, the markup on the page is yeah. significantly slower. So um, page load time, I guess you'd call that that, that characteristic. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest front-end guy. I'm, I'm more of a back-end person. But there, there are still some opportunities we can do around front-end stuff as well. But because everything's a block now, I think there is massive opportunities there we have the entire markup of the page before the headers are sent. So we can do some really cool stuff on the front end about preloading assets like CSS and images because we have the entire markup of the page before it, the headers are sent. So yeah. in a lot of ways, uh, full-site editing opens more opportunities than a, cla than a classic theme did. Um, but that's not the area I'm focusing on. I'm primarily focusing on, so XOP has given me some time to work on, on, on core. I've only got a limited amount of time. I, only, I think I've only got one or two days a week to work on it. So my approach has been small changes that have big impact. So I want, my, my ideal world is I'm changing one line of code and I'm shaving off 10% of the page load, which is, in some cases I've done that, which is freaking awesome. I was going to say awesome you have done that, that. yes. Yeah. yeah, I've done that multiple times. And I the first one I was like, that's cool. Being able to do it multiple times is, is you know, we start those those performance are really starting to rack up, and you're like, oh, that's thirty percent of a page load just gone. Like that's so that's awesome. The one standing out the most is the one uh, that got uh, uh, added to uh, WordPress six point one. Yeah, so that, that was measurable. Query cache. That, yeah, the query cache that that was measurable. Uh, one of the sites I still maintain. Uh, I, I I measured before. I measured after. Huge. But that was all. The reason that we did that was because of full site editing. So full site editing, every single part of that page is all, uh, full site editing is configurable in the DMS. The way you make it configurable is it's, it's actually a, a, a hidden custom post type, right? So yeah. templates and template parts, they're, they're, they're registered post type, core post types, if you want to call it that. And even if you don't, um, 
you, you're just using it plain. You haven't gone and configured it. Configured it. It's still doing a lookup every single in every single template part. Every single template. It's doing a WP query to go get that post. Yeah. Because there was no caching on WP query. If you had 40 yeah, yeah, yeah. posts on a page, which is not an unreasonable, let's say 20, 40, every time you were loading the template part for single, it was doing a database request to go get it. Even if it wasn't there, it would still it would still, it would do, still it do it 40 it. times. Yeah. And you were seeing you were seeing 40, 50, 70 uh, duplicate queries on the page. And you just think, well, that's that's just absolutely nuts, isn't it? Like if you've done nothing, you know, even if it was there. It's doing these data requests completely pointlessly. So, um, you know, WP query caching, absolutely massive piece of performance work. But was I, I, did, I didn't know we, I didn't we know got it into the core because that. of full set editing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't, I don't think a, a lot of what Gutenberg does from a PHP level is completely transparent because we don't. I don't think people really talk about it. People always when we talk about Gutenberg. The primary focus is on look how shiny the UI is. It's yeah, never yeah. really around what's it doing. Which is why I asked PHP standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I, I asked the question. I, I think we need we need to to open the curtain there and say look, this is what it's doing behind the curtain, and yeah. a lot of that stuff. I don't want to be disparaging of the Gutenberg team, but the way that the way that the Gutenberg project works is it's is. Functionality is built in in the plugin, and it's kind of built very quickly. So it's kind of fail fast is is the is the mechanism of of Gutenberg, which yeah. is a, I totally understand that they want to they want to build things quickly and iterate. It and has its advantages, it. but we'll, it's kind of not compatible with the rest of Core, which is this massive legacy code base where we move very slowly. We make very very small changes to it. Yeah. Um, and things, unfortunately, over the last couple of, you know, I don't know, probably the last five releases, a lot of things that were temporary things that were hacked together for the plugin to make sure it would work end up in core that shouldn't really have ended up in core, in my personal opinion. We should have spent a bit more time to architect them, to be more performant, to have more fil filters and plug it, you know. So and, I, I, um, I would say, I, I would say that's the. So, uh, the context of you sharing this is performance, but I think this yeah. is typical of the project itself because it's not just performance where this is uh, hurting. There's also other elements of uh, the Gutenberg project with the block editor or site full, full site, uh, site editor, it's called now, uh, where this approach um, is, is hurting, I would say. Um, but uh, I, I, yeah. I don't say this to disparage anyone. No, no. Say, everyone say, say on here. the project is has has got the who they want to deliver this awesome functionality as quickly as possible, and they want it to be awesome and people to use it. Yeah. But when there's so much of the web relies on this stuff, if things are poorly architected and we don't want to break backwards compatibility, we have to work even harder to ensure poorly architected code still yeah. works in the yeah. with the backwards yeah, because, compatible thing because you I, added it i just want to move a little slower personally and architect things in a way that is sustainable for the future yeah. but um again that, that's that's not the way that they do it so i'm i'm not i'm not here to question it i'm just trying to you know i did a lot of work in 6.0 and 6.1 in the mm -hmm. beta and rc phases of going in and using profiling tools, I've I, I think I've tweeted publicly stuff. about about um, yeah stuff. When I, when I find stuff, I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm publicizing it not to shame people, but just to be like, look, this is an aspect that no one even thought about when they they built this, and we need to, we need to put a highlight of like, if you're going to use featured images, for example, you need to ensure that that is loaded in one database request instead of ten database requests. And there's, there was audio mechanism in core to do that, but because um, these new full site editing themes don't use that mechanism, it didn't work. So yeah. every single uh, featured image was doing a single database request, which again, if you have an example of, of uh, a long page, but it could happen, you could have 40, 40 articles on a page, that's 40 database queries. You could replace with one database query. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is just such, is honestly quite simple stuff, but it, you know, it's just, with the the haste of doing stuff, it, it, it was missed. 
well, that's you, why we have you, a team and that's why we have a performance team to work on this stuff and to help these people out because maybe performance isn't their skill set maybe it's javascript maybe it's something else yeah we have to work together as a team to help each other would you say that um so before i, I jumped in the world of uh, working uh, on my own agency and stuff uh, i used to work at a large insurance company here in the netherlands um i was a project manager uh, working on IT projects within an HR environment. And uh, every single project that I did had to have a software architect on board. Even though at the beginning when I didn't really know what that person did, I was like, okay, fine, sure. But as I you know, I worked there for almost six years, uh, you, you quickly learn what they're doing and with what mindset they're doing it. Uh, and also what the uh, ultimate benefit of that is. Would you, would you say... I mean, I'm, I'm kind of reading between the lines in terms of uh, what's happening, uh, that uh, a dedicated role like that would be, uh, um, you know, is that something we need? Is that something that's, or are there team members who pick up that role sort of? I mean, I, I kind of hear you're saying, you saying you kind of take that up as let's, let's, let's take a But I, I don't like the architect term is. architect. So, ah, interesting. So Why? I, I've I've come I've come up you know when I started contributing there were already a bunch of people that you know, had commit access and in my head I called them the WordPress gods right but I yeah. you can you can like <laughs> talk to them and try and convince them of things you can ultimately actually talk they'll to the decide gods. That's nice. you can talk to the gods but you know the yeah. gods have their own plans right <laughs> yeah um, and I always you know as from an outside perspective I always felt there was some like secret club that they had or secret slack room mm. i was not involved in and it's very exclusionary and it feels very anti the project the wordpress project of being open sure but to have someone who's a wordpress god or an or architect feels the same way like yeah someone that has a say i think ultimately open source is about who shows up and yeah yeah for sure if you know Part of the part of the reason why there may be performance problems in Gutenberg, I'm, I'm not saying there is, but if if there was performance problems, is because the white people aren't showing up to help, and that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give my you know 15 years of experience of WordPress that that context is incredibly valuable to these people. Some of these people are new contributors who 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 don't have that context of why you know why why on earth is a database table called this weird name or why why are we using this weird function or why do we have to maintain these filters like yeah they may not know that and it's yeah. i would i'd rather see myself as a mentor to help these people and educate them than an architect okay yeah fair enough um i think if if from my perspective that's more about semantics uh, because I think a good systems architect, software architect, uh, is and should be a mentor, because they have knowledge on a different level. Um, and with that, uh, helping uh, anyone uh, new coming along. But I, I, I understand the, I, I understand the, the, the difference uh, it means to you. Um, that makes sense. I, you know, I, I, I got commit access after contributing for for nine years, and I, I think that's a big mark. That is a if there's any badge that I wanted, it was the commit access because I think that that does give yeah. you the right to. If someone comes along and say we're doing it this way, and I go, well, I have commit access, so I ultimately can say whether this goes into core or not. So that is that is that. Um, yeah. But I, I am so conscious that I was on the other side of that n not less than a year ago, and someone that may you know. Some of these patches can take days and weeks. You just have no idea how long someone spent on something. To yeah. have someone come in and just, you know, kick over your toys and say no, it's it's so discouraging and it will discourage people to leave. And it just takes someone to change their tone from no, this is a terrible idea to let's reframe this and try and be supportive. You know, I, I spend a lot of time messaging people privately that are new contributors and try and help them to contribute in a productive way because some people they're so keen to change things and they want they just want to rip change wordpress down and, and rewrite it and you go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i'd love that too mate yeah. but uh <laughs> baby steps i like it's funny uh like 
the people that work on WordPress hate WordPress the most. I heard that once. I think Ryan yeah. McHugh told me that once. Yeah. Like this, the architect, like no sane person would have architected WordPress in its current form. The no, reason why no it's way. in its its current position is because of backwards compatibility. It's been around yeah. for where wherever it is, and there's so much stuff that you know. If if I was to go mad with my commit access, I would just rip systems out and rip widgets out and rip all these 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 systems that don't make any sense anymore in in modern WordPress. But we have to keep them in because someone the... might be running their knitting blog from 15 years ago and it's still yeah, going yeah. strong, and we don't want to break it. Change the database schema. Oh yeah, there's 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 you know I think anyone that spent any time working on WordPress would change have a have a grocery list of things that they would change straight away. Yeah, we just yeah. can't. No, no. So if if um, yeah, so I'm I'm thinking about the um, the the performance side of things uh, is is uh, you have. I don't know, uh, more than a dozen different metrics that you can use to measure performance. Um, in, 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 in picking the things you focus on, uh, what, kind of, what kind of tools are you using? Because I, I remember you sharing a spreadsheet, uh, performance measuring, uh, the 2016, uh, 2017, uh, uh, all yep. the different uh, themes on... Um, on different PHP versions, on you know how how fast is this actually going? How many database queries are we making? The database time uh, to render or render uh, uh, throwback uh, information. Yeah. What kind of what kind of tools do you use, and what kind of uh, performance uh, uh, problems do you like solving most? Like what 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 uh, what tickles you the most in that regard? Um, so. I have long been a big fan of a plugin called Query Marta it's by a yeah. uh, WordPress core contributor called John uh, Billion. Again, he was one of the WordPress gods that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And anything he says, I will listen to because he's just uh, so knowledgeable and just gets the project. Um, that is an amazing tool. It's free. It's it works. Yes. You can you can you can incorporate into your. And I strongly recommend. Anyone who's building a plugin or, or themes have that installed on their local dev environment too. Just be mindful of uh, how many database queries um, that are running. Recently, um, I've started using a tool called Blackfire. So that's a PHP profiling tool. It's a it's a paid for solution, but um, they have Blackfire. options. Yeah, yeah, and um, they you can sign up for a free license if you're doing an open source project. Um, I've actually had a meeting with them, and they're very keen to um, give us, you know, give the WordPress community um, the tools you know, for free. And they've even talked about um, helping us build out a, a CI pipeline to do performance measuring on like GitHub Actions. So, you know, okay, to change, you could see a regression actually, in performance. Right. So, measure um, what it actually has as an as an impact. Yeah, which would be freaking awesome to. Yeah. You know, my in my imagination, I have this idea of like a like a red bell going. Ding, ding, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure the page, you can... the, page, the page is now 20 milliseconds slower. What you know, what did you break? Kind of thing. Um, that would be awesome. That's where we, you know, we're not there yet, but that's. That. I think but, but the, tool, the tools are available to do that, and we, you know, I want to get to that at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the two major things, that, you know, tools that I've been using. Um, the things that get me really excited. So, um, I'm in the core performance project i'm the lead of object caching so yeah the two things i've been really focusing on is better utilization of object caching so how we load data's into cache both persistent and non-persistent versions of object caching so and for, database for, those performance. Of, for those of us for those uh, listening that don't fully understand what object caching is versus caching um, tldr is um, so say, say we're loading, uh, we do run a WP query and we load a bunch of posts on a page, right? What WordPress does is it will load the first post. And if on a normal WordPress store, it stores it in an object cache. Basically it's just storing objects of data, uh, to reference later. So 
if you once you've loaded that post once on the page, if you reference it again further down the page, or mm -hmm. you know, say you have the menu twice, a header and a footer, that menu is not loading again. It actually comes from the in-page uh, memory. The yep. extension to that is you can have um, to populate the cache on a normal WordPress page. You have to do a bunch of database queries to load the data out of the database into the site, into the, into that page requests memory, and then um, it, it's 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 available for you. But on yep. really high you know enterprise sites, you can have what's called a persistent object cache. So this is either uh, memcache or Redis, and this is a imagine a server with absolutely tons of RAM in it and it stores all these objects in memory. So instead of doing a database query, you actually go to your object cache and load it out of that. So, and it's incredibly fast, those those things come out, because it's, uh, you know, you're talking about a server with like 128 gigabytes of memory, you can store tons of stuff in that and you can load stuff out yep. of memory that way. Is that a good, it, was like, it wasn't very short, but that was a, my explanation no, but, of object uh, caching. I, 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 uh, I said TLDR, and, I, and as soon as I said it, I figured, yeah, there's no really short version of explaining this <laughs> no. as far as I know. So, no, but I think uh, for those who weren't aware of what it does, this is a good explanation and uh, a very nice view to in, uh, include uh, uh, persistence as well. So, what my focus has been around is. Uh, Lowering the number of database queries per page. So, can, you know, to render a page that has five different database queries, you know, five different things. So you've got maybe a latest post on the side. You've got you've got you've got menu. Can we do it in a way where it, you load the data once and you don't have to load it again? So mm -hmm. we meant we alluded to it earlier, but query caching does that. So you load that one that query once on a page and you don't have to load it again, which is awesome. Yeah. The other thing is, yeah, if in doing it in the other example, I was talking about featured images, you, there are mechanisms to prime all these caches in one go. So, um, you know, we added new methods to be able to load um, authors in one request. So if you if you have a page with multiple authors, because you're because you have like, you know, the the by Johnny Harris on each uh, the byline on each um, item on a list page. Yeah, you're loading an author each time. And before, what it was doing was it was getting to that that post author, saying, "Oh, I've not got that in memory." Doing doing a single database query coming again. And yep. if and if you have uh, uh, you know, say you're a big big news organization, and you've got maybe twenty authors and on each page, you're loading doing twenty database questions, all completely pointlessly. Yep. Yep. Just do one database query at the top of the page because we know all the authors at the top of the page because. When we load the post, we have the, in the post object, you have the ID of the author, and you just say, you know, find, you know, get me all the, a list of all the authors, make it unique. So I don't, you know, if, if I've posted multiple times on the page, I don't need to load myself twice. Nope. And then just go do a single database query to get all of those. Then load them into the object cache, and then you're good to go when you load the page. And that, that helps when you're re rendering the page, because before the, if you load all the data at the start of the page, all, the, all PHP is doing is just looping around data that's in cache. So it actually means that um, it it loads you know, like faster because you're you're not stopping doing the database query coming back. It's literally just going chung because it's already got all the data preloaded for you. Yeah. So essentially, make it work smarter. Yeah. And and the, and the benefit is performance gain, but. What you're describing you've here. Performance gain, you've got um, less stress on your database. So, you know, um, you know it, depending on what le level your, your database server is, you, some database uh, servers have like a, a limit limitation of like 100 concurrent connections, right? Yep. So if, I'm do if one page request is doing 20 database requests just to get those blooming authors, and then the and you've got visitor. a thousand users, then you've got this yep. massive queue. Yeah, yeah, that you yeah. need to get through, and and uh, a lot of the wait time on the database isn't actually uh, the the database responding. It's you being in a queue waiting for that queue to to finish. Being processed, yes. Then then you can do it. So and you also got to think from a resource perspective as well. Like uh, if you're running WordPress at scale, you might have to then run multiple database servers and and do or run pay more for a more expensive database server. Yep. All for the sake of like loading, you know, a couple of lines of PHP, we can load 
in one go, you're saving server resources, you're saving uh, users' time. And, and another yeah, yeah, aspect yeah, yeah. Of, of performance that I'm really keen to talk about is like the environmental effects of this. Like, yeah. we were, you know, how much ser you know, server compute ultimately is power that we're using, power that we could be using for. And how much are we wasting of? And how much? And how much? How many resources are we wasting? How much commute, compute are we wasting that we could be using yeah. for other things, or just not using at all and saving the world power and saving you know, greenhouse gases going into the into the environment? I think you uh, you shared a tweet. I think it was you who shared a, a tweet where you did a calculation of um, the the query cache uh, landing on six one. What that uh, saved in terms of time. Was that you who shared that tweet? I no, it so. wasn't about that. It was. That's okay. awesome. so, so, so somebody somebody shared a tweet around the time uh, six point one was released, where they they did a calculation of if I have uh, two and a half million uh, page views uh, on this particular site, and uh, I know what that I, I'm not changing any code other than upgrading to six one, then by calculation of uh, I think he was referencing uh, I think it was he. Uh, he was referencing your spreadsheet, then I should have this amount of savings on a month, which then translates, and then they did a whole calculation of what the costs were. And that was just based on one URL, right? So one thing that was being hyper-shared. Um, and just by looking at uh, uh, data uh, resources and, and just a uh, smart way of, of, of having the code work with uh, um, the, the, its, its data. You know, if you, if, if you can make small tweaks like that with, which obviously isn't just, I'm just writing this one line and then we're done. You, you, you iterate to the, eventually become the one to write that one line. But uh, the, 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 the performance gains and the resource uh, just savings that you can do there is just, um, I, I, every, whenever I see somebody share those types of calculations, you start to think, right? So that's just one site. That's just in one domain, one URL that is serving two and a half million page views a month. But that's not the only big site. There are on the on on, on in, uh, in 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 terms of uh, large sites. That's that's a large site, but there are huge sites that do, you know, tenfold. Hundredfold, even. What does that mean uh, in terms of what you can achieve if you start focusing on that? Which is again why I love what your team is doing. Um, so, six one had a had a, uh, as mentioned uh, had a huge impact. Um, what are you working on right now that has potentially uh, similar? Uh, I'm, I'm going to fully, fully, fully admit query caching was probably one of the biggest things we're going to do because okay. WP query is so fundamental to WordPress. Like, yeah, it's used yeah. everywhere. It's built around, and uh, yeah, it's that's it's the core of the product, really. Um, I'm also working on WP user query caching, so yeah. um, you do you list users out. Um, that's going to have some massive effects in the CMS because in uh, in the CMS you have uh, drop downs to be able to change users yeah. on sites that have more than say ten thousand users. A lot of the times, those drop downs are almost unusable. Yeah, and because it's rendered, it actually renders the drop down twice, like the header and the footer, and it's not cached. And it's doing this crazy database query that's doing a like search on the meta table. <coughs> that we actually <coughs> we actually had to add filters into core. So that enterprise sites can remove those drop downs because they were they were making the list page um, unusable yeah. in some cases. Yeah. Um, a filter that you have to opt into is is not the right solution to this. It's like no. yeah, go no, away, and fix it yourself. That's not a that's not a workable solution. Yeah, yeah it's a solution, yeah. but kind of a rude one of you know go away and, and yeah. fix it yourself. Um, that filter, I actually got that into core in four nine. So that this problem's been a a pre-existing problem for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to get that one 
uh, merged into Core, and it will help sites incredibly user rich. So, BuddyPress sites, BBPress sites that are very user rich, um, that'll be massively useful. Uh, as I alluded to earlier as well, I'm also working on um, full site editing themes at the moment, so block block based themes. Basically, um, there's some performance issues around you know theme.json that was added in in five eight. Yeah. Basically. Um, Parsing JSON files and then looping through arrays can be incredibly expensive. And because a lot of that stuff wasn't cached, you were looping through these database um, things, like some, in some occasions, like uh, 15,000 or 20,000 times per page request. Um, you, so, you would loop through what? So um, what it does is it creates this... Um, Data object theme, that's mixing theme data from th theme JSON, from um, uh, global styles, from block patterns. Like it, it just okay. creates yeah, a yeah. massive mega mega object of all the data that a block based theme needs in one place. So we did actually a ton of work in this in in six one. It wasn't really sung about, but it we did some amazing performance work there. And was, and Infidix are currently working on getting some of that just. Again, as I was saying, you just process it once at the top of the page, similar to database requests, and yep. it doesn't it doesn't change. You know, unless you're editing your theme, you're you're actively developing it. That data should should just be cached. You know, should be yeah. processed once and cached. Yeah. Um, so, and but to architect that, there's there's not anywhere else in core where we're parsing a JSON file and caching it uh, in in memory. So. We're still we're kind, we're kind of inventing some new caching mechanisms and some, some caching ideas because you know, previously everything's been in the database. Now we're kind of mixing JSON files because you know the issue there is if you edit the, the actual file, then you need to cache and validate. How do you do that in a in, a, in yep. you know, doing local development and all that sort of stuff? There's a lot of complicated problems. A lot of people are spending a lot of time to optimize the code. So doing these you know, using Blackfire to find these micro optimizations. So one one amazing performance piece we got into six point one point one was getting uh, replacing uh, calls to the function array merge with um, just standard adding things to arrays. Array merge yeah. is, is a function a function call where you take two arrays and you merge them together. Unfortunately, yeah. it can be incredibly expensive to run it, and as it was running twenty thousand times on a page load, it oh, was nice. ripping the page. Yeah. And just converting it from using one function to, to the code does exactly the same thing, but just in it, not using this one function, had some amazing performance effects. And uh, I might actually tweet out tweet out about that because I think people need to know about that change. That's that's an interesting one because because I, I I wasn't aware that that uh, was added to six one one. Um, but that's that's a perfect example of optimizing code that. Uh, you can only find if you actually are monitoring, because there's yeah. there's no way because <clears throat> you know uh, array merge. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty default uh, type of solution to use if you need to merge arrays. There's nothing you don't give two thoughts about it. You just use the function as you know it's available. Yeah, and but that that's also a problem. You kind of highlight a problem there with WordPress in general. Of I think the assumption is that WordPress itself is performant. And that I can just call WP Query as many times as I want as a developer. I know when I was a developer coming up that I was just like, oh, yeah, WordPress just works, right? It's kind of like the Apple approach of like, oh, it just works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we do like to sell that story as WordPress. Yeah. But, but, and, and for the most part, I'm not, and I'm not saying WordPress isn't performant, but there's some, if you do, you know, if you call, if you are doing more advanced things with WP Query and you're looping through stuff and you don't know how it works under the hood, you can really, you know, build some horrible code that will is not performant. I've, I've seen it, and yeah, and we we all have. And and plugins, you know, not to name and shame, but plugins that should know better. People, you go, well, like, yeah, you know, how did you miss plugins, this one? You know, should, you know, how did you miss this one? And that's why it's so important to have these these tools when you're developing plugins. You need to have query monitor installed. You need to be using Black Final these tools because. In some cases, just passing the right parameters to a WP query can save you know tens of milliseconds. You can save you know, millions of database requests yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. by not priming meta if you don't need it. Just by yeah. not priming terms if you don't need it. Like there's you know, and 
I'm so keen, like I'm, you know, I'm very active on Twitter and I'm trying to highlight this stuff because in some cases I'm finding out for the first time, oh, why, you know, why are we loading this day? We don't need it. We'll just turn that off. Like we need to, we need to enable, it's not, you know, making core better is, is one part of the story. The performance, plug, performance team is working on a plugin checker to also help bring yep. the plugins ecosystem up because if we can make core as performance, whatever, but if plugins come along and destroy that performance, then there's you know kind of no point. Like we need to, you know both parts need to be performant. I your example is reminds me of um, we had uh, WordCamp Netherlands uh, uh, two months back, and one of the speakers, Niels de Blau, uh, de Blau he uh, he talked about the REST API and specifically how to make the REST API more performant. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that 99 out of 100 people you ask that work with the REST API daily, and you ask them, do you know there's a more performant way to make the same database query through the REST API? They go like, no, you just you just call the parameter of whatever you want. Uh, you add another parameter if you want more specificity, and then you build your, your REST API URL. And he showed that there's a few, uh, I don't know what, what you call them, but uh, a few uh, sort of filter things you can add at the back that just says, no, I only want this, or I only want that. Almost close to, uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher the, this comparison, but uh, uh, kind of in a, a GraphQL type way where you only, yeah. you only get what you query instead of the whole object, the whole array, the whole thing. So, uh, so and, as an... That was a great as, talk. As the maintainer of the REST API, I'm very keen to, I'd love to see that talk. But one of the things we did in 6.1 was, um, so in if you ever do a REST API request, you have a bunch of fields in there, but you also have what are called links. So it links to sub-objects of yeah. a type. So for example, for a post, it will link to the author, it will link to the categories or the terms that are linked to it, and it will link to the revisions. What we were doing is, what it does now is, in, and all of those, it does it per per post. So it'll yeah. do a data, but it's query to get its categories. It will get author. It will get its revisions. Revisions is another WP query that will get all of its child um, revisions. We did one small change that would say, you know, if you you know if you pass, you do a REST API, you can pass fields and say, I just want the post IDs or I just want the titles, or whatever. Yep. Before. Even if you weren't rendering the the links, it was still doing the database queries for them, and we just got rid of that. Yeah, and it's these, these optimizations like you just assume that a lot of these things are. So that's what that's that's what I meant with I, uh, from a hundred developers. Uh, I'm pretty sure the vast majority. I'm 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 calling it ninety nine percent don't know how to optimize default stuff provided by WordPress mm. because. You like you said, it just works, right? So we stop thinking about how can we do this in a smarter way, unless you're forced to, because you implemented something on scale, and yeah. you know. But not not everybody has the uh, the fortune to work with uh, something that is actually in scale, right? So, like I said, uh, the moment you start having um, uh, page views above a million a month. You you have decent traffic. That's traffic that you can actually start measuring, right? Your data set of what is happening is becoming large enough for you to draw conclusions from. Uh, not everybody has that uh, that benefit. Uh, not everybody works with those types of clients, and that's fine. Not everybody uh, has to uh, per se. But once you start working with those, you 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 have to start um, developing your skill set in a particular direction where you can no longer not see right so once once the veil is lifted you go like oh okay there's got to be a smarter way for this as well um but it's not it's not always just about whether your client needs that amount of traffic you never know sure. when when you're going to be attacked by someone right yeah so i've yeah, I, yeah, for sure I, for sure i was talking earlier about working for a big magazine company and uh i won't say the brand but they'd written a review that a certain person didn't like, so they'd paid a company to attack us. So yeah. they were just they were hitting the REST API, and because there was a rest there was a problem in the REST API, it was 
uh, it was you know it was it was getting un traffic un um, cached traffic, and yep. it was you know it was it was really starting to affect us. And you never and you never know on the web whether your website will blow up. I mean, you know, Reddit and Reddit's a thing still, and Twitter. You know, you you never know yeah, whether yeah. you'll have these massive tra- traffic spikes. And a lot of these performance things are just how you build it. Oftentimes, it's not that much more effort to just call a function that primes post caches. Like we've added a bunch of core uh, methods now that you can just prime the authors. You can prime the um, the meta. You can prime all you know. Post all this stuff is it's literally just yeah. one one line of code and you pass it an array of ob- of objects of posts and it will prime it for you like i part of this work was not just to is to provide tools for people to do this yeah and i want to i want to sing and shout about these things and there should be more blog posts about like there are these cool tools now that if you if you need to prime the stuff you don't even necessarily need to do it but if you know that you're loading this data just call this one function. It'll do its magic behind the behind the scenes for you, and it will be it will be more performant than if you didn't call it. So we're we're actually getting into the stage where we can rely on it just works. Yeah, because the, there's always going to be you know little Johnny fifteen years ago when he's just starting out. There's always going to be that level of developer that sure. that doesn't have the time or the skill or the energy to do this. They just want to build a theme on top of it. We should also yeah. give the tools for the medium and the higher level developers that, you know, do know more about what they're doing and, and enable it. But yeah. we can only help them so much. You can you can take this beautifully performant code and make it unperformant by just poor practices. There's no way we can help that. We can only, as I again, getting back to the mentor idea, if you see this code or, you know, contribute back or if you see it you have to you have to bring people up a lot of people when i was coming up you know helped me when i was doing bad things like it's the way we learn oh yeah absolutely um and i didn't mean it in a negative way i meant more of a you know a a lot of people working with wordpress like we mentioned before they assume it's just going to work Uh, we are coming to a stage now where we can more reliably say yes it's yeah it just works, uh, but yeah, uh, the, the, the whole uh, mentor uh, thing. I, I think we're doing, as far as I can tell, uh, and 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 I say this specifically because I'm pretty much uh, in in the bubble. I I I don't think uh, I've been working with WordPress in, uh, for seventeen, almost eighteen years now. Um, I I'm not very much in tune with. What it is to look from the full outside in, so um, that's my perspective. But as far as as I can tell, we're doing a much better job in educating new people onboarding to WordPress, um, uh, and and not just uh, on uh, Contributors Day at WordCamps, uh, not just on the site, but I think as a mentality, uh, I, I I think I recognize it happening more than, for instance, when I started, definitely, because that was just in its infancy. Um, I started working with WordPress seriously uh, in 2006. So I think uh, for the first four years, I was just uh, cruising on whatever I could find in the forums and and documentation here and there and just hope the best. Um, but I, I, I with learn.wordpress.org there, uh, with developer.wordpress.org there, uh, there's a lot of solid information um yeah i think we're getting to the stage where we can say we're we're doing our best instead of yeah yeah we got some information here and there um, i think that is a I, I change think, I, that has happened i think a big part of it is about consistency like mm-hmm. if you know like now wp query is cached the only query class that isn't cached is wp user query right yeah. So from, from the outside perspective, if everything, now there are seven query classes, if one of them doesn't, you would expect it to do that, right? So yeah. consistency is really important in that way of like, yeah. you don't have this weird like, oh, this, this is If I this can do it here, weird. I can do Why it, can't I do it well. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and unfortunately, I've, well, as a new user, I think there is a, there is a lot of inconsistencies in the, in the CMS at the moment. That's one thing I'd, I'd love to see 
is a UI simplification and more consistency because like the list page and the and the editor look very different to me and they feel very, like very different applications what, and what I wish it was a bit more consistent because like this one's like 10 years old right because we haven't yeah. we haven't touched it we haven't reskinned the CMS in a while but like from a new perspective as a new user coming in you you, you like you're oh this yeah, yeah. What it's between, completely uh, different from this, and this feels different from this because this one's yeah. React and it's like auto reloading and doing this whiz bang stuff, and this is like old school forms. So, if, if yeah, that's one thing talk, I would love to see. If, if WordPress would yeah, could talk, it, it would say something. Hey, man, I'm just in a transitional phase right now. Just hold on. Uh, yeah, because and, because that, but, that 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 is what it is. But to a new user, they don't know that. No, like. No, no, they I, agree, see, I agree. They, they see the inconsistencies, don't they? And they and they go, and it must be like, oh, this is jarring. Like, the screen looks kind of from ten years ago, and this other one's like, and, and we'd be like, yeah, and, you're right, it is ten years ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the last actual UI overhaul was. That was MP6, I think, introduced, or am I? Yeah, MP6, but that was. Two thousand thirteen, maybe. Yeah, I'm a little fuzzy on years. I think that's uh, uh, two thousand thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, I think that was the last major UX and uh, UI uh, overhaul that we saw. Um, but I, like I said, I'm 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 uh, I'm, I'm not one hundred percent sure. Uh, it may just be me filtering away because I I remember MP six being as a separate project and then eventually merged to core. So that's uh, that's something that's uh, that's stuck. Hmm. Um, I have I have um, so um, I have one last question for you. Uh, sure. And that is mostly so. There's different ways of asking the question, but it's it, very put, uh, put simply: is what excites you the most for the future of WordPress? I think I kind of have because I think I got sort of your answer. Between the lines, but uh, like from a performance standpoint, from a where are we going with this? What are you most excited about for the future? Um, I I have mental targets of where I think WordPress should be. I think mm -hmm. the uh, the full site editing theme should be as performant as um, as classic themes. I want to be using all these these new and wonderful functionalities in, built into browsers like uh, lazy loading images, modern image formats like WebP. Like I want because WordPress is so much of the internet, it's forty three percent, forty four percent, whatever the percentage is now. We have such an opportunity to make the web a more performant place. Yeah, you know, we we can open it up to people into the developing world who have poor internet connections, and you know, information is such an amazing tool to bring people out of poverty. They can learn things. They can learn so much. And and to give the developing world the internet is so powerful and so useful. And that's what I'm excited for is is really democratizing publishing. Like I know that's the the catchphrase, but to give it to the developing yeah. world, and and to not use these resources unnecessarily. That the, you know, developing world and and resources are the two things that really get me up in the morning about performance. Like why why are these there's millions and millions of servers sitting in racks doing pointless work that they don't need to do yeah we can get the same result by just these and charge you know again I, i'm only doing a very limited amount of time on this you know have a massive impact on i was going to say world, that, on that limited time has a huge impact already yeah um that's what's really exciting about that that so, so much of this is just stuff that people haven't had the time to focus on like it's just it just tweaking a few lines of code can have these massive amounts of effect and that's so exciting to me that it's yeah. so much as this is low-hanging fruit and we can make the web better by my very minimal amount of effort i hear you i hear you i see the same thing all right um thank you so much for uh being my guinea that was fun Glad to hear. Uh, people can check you out on Twitter, uh, the Spaced Monkey. I, I guess I yeah. should start asking about uh, 
people's uh, monikers, why they're using what they're using. But uh, I think I've asked yours uh, way back when, the Spaced Monkey. Uh, like, I, I kind of vaguely remember. Um, I, yeah, it was just my nickname on MSN, and it just became my brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I've been using it since I was 13. It's the name of my company. So my website is spacemonkey.com. I talk, I blog about performance stuff and all the WordPress course stuff I do as well there. It's just stuck and it's, and it's, it's my brand now and it will be me, with me for the rest of the time. I don't, I don't hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's wonderful because it's uh, definitely a unique one. Uh, plus I have a visual image of what that would look like. So yeah. All right. Thanks, Johnny. Take care.